Hello, and welcome to another episode of Varsity 360. I'm Colombian sports editor Micah Rice, joined today by Meg Wachnick from the First Pacific Financial Studio. Again, thanks to First Pacific Financial for letting us use the space and this equipment. Uh, they support high school athletics, we support high school athletics, and by uh, extension, we support the community at large, so thank you to them. Uh, but part of supporting the community and uh, the way the community can really rally around a, a a football team in this instance was shown at Woodland High School. Uh, Woodland will go into the background kind of uh, what happened with uh, the levy failure last spring there that put their athletics programs in, in a real sort of financially dire situation and uh, uh, threw a curveball uh, for a football team that has had just an outstanding season. Um, to recap, uh, the Woodland Beavers, uh, 2A Greater St. Helens League champions, they win their Week 10 district playoff game and are headed to the state playoffs uh and then they got the first round draw uh what happened meg well they're headed to clarkston uh first state playoff game since 2013 but all of a sudden they're without transportation that's what happens when you have a double levy failure that was one of the cuts that the woodland public schools had to make no bus transportation for any of their uh high school athletic teams but that's what happens when you talk about a community rallying behind uh, their teams. They have transportation, they have hotel accommodations, they have meals, they have snacks, they've got everything. They are heading to the east side all in style. Ah, uh, nice. I think the theme of this episode is, uh, you know, obviously it's great that Woodland had a resolution, a positive resolution to that, but uh, just showing, I think this team puts into perspective sort of the dire situations that, that an athletic program can find itself in in the wake of a levy failure. Uh, so why don't we kind of rewind a little bit. Let's go back to last April. Uh, what changed when the levy failure happened in the Woodland School District? Let's, so let's back up a little bit and talk about levy dollars, um, especially for some of our younger viewers who maybe aren't accustomed to levy dollars and, and what those are. So levy dollars are local taxpayer dollars voted on by voters. And those are dollars that go into the school district that fund um, programs and support systems um, that aren't paid for by the state. So levy dollars, for example, pay for things like extracurricular activities. 100% of athletics are paid for by levy dollars. Mm -hmm. So when uh, voters, unfortunately, like Woodland Public Schools, who did not vote for um, the levy back in April, school districts have to make cuts. And so, for example, Woodland had to make cuts to C-team sports in um, high schools, cut all 11 of the middle school sports, and also had to make cuts for bus transportation for um, all of the high school athletic teams. So, and fast forward to this fall, all of the parents actually had to make um, accommodations to find ways to transport their kids to away games. And so that's kind of where we are. And fast forward to the state playoff games where now Woodland is playing Clarkston this Saturday at noon. And Woodland, the school district, is not funding a way to to go to, to Clarkston. And so that's where the fundraising 
is taking place. And thankfully, that's all that's all taken care of. Yeah, but it, it was pretty dicey there. It at was the start for, of the for, week. for a little yeah. bit. Yes, it was for about a 72 hour period. There was there was no transportation. There was nothing on the table. So during the normal football season, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it's one thing uh, if you're, say, the Woodland Cross Country team or uh, a, a team or the volleyball team where you, you're trying to get, you know, a couple dozen people to a road game. Uh, but football, is a, as we know, is a whole different animal. You're talking about a program where you're probably trying to get uh, at least 50 kids uh, and all their gear. Correct. And uh, all their equipment and all the coaching staff and all that equipment. Uh, it's a big endeavor to move uh, all your football stuff from your home base to a road game. Mm -hmm. And so... It's one thing if, if you're going up to Longview like they did to, to play one of those schools up there or coming down here to play a Kiggins Bowl or uh, you know, you're talking about a 30-mile um, uh, road trip. You know, it might not be ideal to have to you know, figure out all the logistics on that. But when, you're when, when that draw came out and Woodland – Drew Clarkston. Uh, those of you who maybe don't know Washington State geography as as well as so, if you if you start at Vancouver and head east on Highway 14 and go as far as you can in a straight line, basically until you hit the Idaho border, that's where Clarkston is. It's more than 300 miles away. It's probably how, how long you reckon it takes to drive there? Probably four hours, five hours? Oh, we're talking six and a half hours. And that's just in a car. We're not talking about a bus. Okay. Mm. And we're not talking about stopping multiple times. We're not talking about a walkthrough. Woodland is leaving at 10 a.m. on Friday mm. for a noon kickoff on a Saturday. So we're talking about as far east as you can go before you hit the Idaho border. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so... You're 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 talking initially. Uh, let, let's go back uh, and first of all, to put into perspective, um, what does a normal high school playoff foot, uh, road trip look like for a football team? What is it going to look like for your normal, well-funded Class Two A program that has to go on the road and play this Friday or Saturday? Uh, well, uh, you know what 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 happens with hotels? What happens with transportation? A, a well funded well well funded first of all is is usually included a charter bus that is yeah. funded by a booster club. Yeah. Uh, well funded is included multiple meals, snacks, um, well plenished. Uh, drinks, um, hotel, yes, a walkthrough taking place at a park, uh, maybe using a local field or a local college. You're talking about well-funded, yes. Uh, in this case, again, when, when you're talking about a double levy failure, you're utilizing the sources of the community. In this case, um, there was a flyer that I uh, ended up tweeting earlier today that there are uh, not only uh, Mayor Will Finn was involved in the fundraising, but there are a, a number of um, businesses in the community as well as uh, well-funded donors that stepped up um, to make this a well, a well-organized and a well-funded um, event. Uh, for these kids to experience. Yeah, because I mean, Woodland has been a program that they're kind of, you know, they've had success in the past, but they're really on the upswing again. They had a couple of lean years, but uh, Coach Sean McDonald has really turned uh, the tide there in just 
two years to where now they've won the league championship. Uh, this is a, a state playoff game. That's a memory of a lifetime, especially for these seniors. You'd, you'd hate for it to be anything but a, a special experience. Absolutely. First state playoff game since 2013. First league uh, title for the Beavers since 2007. So it's a memory of a lifetime. Uh, and the winner of this game has a, uh, a daunting opponent, most likely waiting for them in the Bid bad birds of Tumwater waiting for them as the number one seed, most likely uh, in the state quarterfinals. So when that draw came out and Woodland knew they'd have to go uh, almost as long of a road trip as you could draw out, mm -hmm. um, they they had yet to secure the funding. Mm -hmm. um, if no, if the community did not step up, if if nobody came to the rescue. What would that trip have looked like? What what was the worst case scenario <laughs> that Woodland was looking at when that bracket came out? Well, the worst case scenario would have been what have uh, the Beavers have done in, in the previous road trips would have been um, everyone finding their own way, uh, basically. So securing rides with parents, uh, with teammates. And, and I actually asked a couple of coaches earlier this season because the big L word when it comes to liability. Well, what does that mean in, in terms of what happens if a kid um, unfortunately gets in a car crash? What, what, what does that mean? Well, unfortunately, coaches aren't allowed to organize those rides themselves. That has to fall on the kids themselves. And so that's where the parents step up and help organize those those road trips. And again, like you said a few minutes ago, yes, they're only going to Longview. Yes, they're going to Kiggins or they're going southeast to Washougal or just down south to Columbia River. But it's a whole different ball game when you're traveling 360 miles southeast to the Washington-Idaho border. So that would have been the worst case scenario. And, you know, maybe uh, some sportsmanship would have happened again in Clarkston, opening up their gymnasium and sleeping on the gym floor. That has happened, not saying in a state playoff game. But, you know, we've, we've heard stories in the past, and I don't know, the 1980s and the 90s where, you know, you camp out in your, in your opposing gym uh, floor of your, of your opponent. Stories have happened. I did that once. Uh, Let, let's not, hear about not, it. Well, you know, 19, it would have been 1994, my junior year in high school. Now, I did not play football. I, if, if you can't tell, I'm not exactly built like some of these uh, super athletes that you see in high school now. I, I was a cross-country runner, and uh, I went to South Eugene High School, and uh, we had a season-opening invitational in uh, Vail, Oregon. Uh, again, uh, uh, similar-length road trip. Vail is... Uh, almost on the on the Idaho Oregon border and uh, uh, we drove over the day before in a couple of vans and slept on you know had our cots and slept on the gym floor um, you know day before a or the night before a uh, cross-country race when it was probably a hundred degrees I might have got two hours of sleep um, there's always someone who's snoring you know the, there's it's never fully dark um, you, you know you're you're in, in an odd situation and so so, you know, that was just for a cross-country uh, event where, you know, I, I, I don't know how many people were there. But uh, uh, then, you, you know, imagine in the year 2023 uh, trying to have a football team in a situation where you don't have lodging. Uh, you, know, you, you know, it's one thing to share a hotel room, but to, to camp out somewhere 
completely foreign uh, and then go play a football game the next day, I, I don't think you'd want that uh, to ask that for anybody. No, no. I, and I can't imagine Sean McDonald in a state playoff game trying to trying to corral, crossing your fingers, trying to get 60-plus football players, hoping everyone makes it safely in a six-and-a-half, seven-hour drive an hour or two before kickoff. I, I can't imagine that scenario. Yeah, I have two high school age daughters and just with their groups of friends have you ever tried to coordinate 10 high school kids together uh yeah for for even the i i know that uh you know teams and athletes that's one of their superhuman powers for these coaches it's getting all those kids in the same place to do the same thing and be organized like that because i'll tell you it's not easy. No. It, it is not easy getting high school kids with all their distractions and their phones and everything to uh, be on the same page for something as you know routine as going to a Greater St. Helens League road game. But when you're talking about uh, you know 400 miles of road and uh, six hours of time between you and your destination, that's a heavy ask. You know, and I saw the the initial flyer. Um you know, organized initially by by Mayor Will Finn. I, I believe it started a couple of weeks ago um, when kind of the rumblings about how special this football team was going to be and potentially uh, a playoff run with when this was going to have. And, and when I saw the the Clarkston draw and I thought, oh boy, that's that's a heck of a long, lot longer road trip than just driving to Kiggins for a playoff game. It did not surprise me how quickly the donation started. So kudos to the Woodland um, businesses and uh, donors in the community for stepping up. No surprise, it took just a couple of days to get all of these funds together for not only a couple of buses, but hotel stays, meals, snacks, um, drinks for not only the teams and coaches, but cheerleaders as well. Um, this is going to be a, a great atmosphere and um, you know a great thing for these uh, for these kids to remember as well for this uh, this state playoff game over on is the far east side of the mountains yeah. of the state. Yeah, because no matter how long your season extends past this, it is always the goal of, of, of every, especially in, in the senior class, to make the state playoffs. That is something you can point to, to, to say, we were one of the best 16 teams still standing. And especially, you know, when you, you like you and I, we work in, in high school sports the, the entire year, we see how many teams do not make it to this point. I mean, it, it is, if you play for, uh, it might be one thing if you play for, say, a Tom Water or a perennial state qualifier, but if you're at a program where, you know, maybe you've, you have some years where the stars align and you make it and you happen to be on that team, you want to cherish everything that you can about that experience. And I'm looking at it from, I'm trying to put myself in the Woodland perspective, and I got to think that in addition to having this positive experience, it's almost made even better by seeing that your community and your support group rallied around you and you know, you weren't just an afterthought in the eyes of your community. Yep. This is proof that, you know, what you do is important to your neighbors, to your friends, to your colleagues, to your coworkers. Absolutely. No yeah. question. So, well, should we talk about just kind of what we're, what we're looking at, uh, you know, for, for uh, the first round of the state playoffs, we have three teams at home. Yep. Um, you know, Camus, they, 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 I think have set themselves up in the best position with uh, uh, getting, 
getting that number three seed and uh, being home potentially for two games. You know, I, I think that was one two, one of the two questions I had. Number one was was Woodland going to be the eight or the nine seed? Was mm-hmm. was one of the questions. And number two I had was Camus going to be a top four seed? Obviously, I, I think the question was answered one of two ways. Uh, the fifty six to seven win over Federal Way in the Week Ten game, I think, really solidified that. And then when I saw Eastmont go down in the Week 10 game over Richland with that upset, I'm thinking, okay, they're clearly in the top four. Are they going to get a three or a four seed? They're getting that three seed. They're guaranteed, like you said, um, a home game through the quarterfinals if they indeed take care of business. Yeah. They're getting that three seed hosting um, a very quality Mount, uh, Mount Side team. Mm-hmm. In uh, in the uh, the 14-3 matchup, that's that's going to be a quality game at Doc Harris. Yeah, another team that's home, uh, Skyview. They they are a number five seed, and so uh, they will be playing at Kiggins Bowl. I think they are they and La Center are the only games on Friday this week. Uh, Saturday at two o'clock. Oh, Saturday at two o'clock. Okay, that's uh, there we go. Uh, so Saturday at two o'clock, uh, Skyview. Um, uh, they'll they'll play uh, Skyline. Skyline rematch of the 2011 state championship game. All right. So um, how do you think the Storm matchup? They obviously are the, are the favorites. It's the number five seed versus the twelve. And as the WIA bracket goes, no question. Unfortunately, this is the final time that the Storm will be at home because, like the bracket goes, as the number five seed, it doesn't matter. Uh, win or lose here on out, uh, they'll be on the road. Yeah. And another home team, uh, La Center. Um, you just heard that they're going to p- try to play that game on campus, which given our, our weather recently and how wet it's been, uh, it, it hasn't been unusual for La Center to play a first round state playoff game at uh, the artificial turf at Woodland, but they're going to try to give it a go at La Center Community Stadium. Yeah, I talked with uh, John Lambert earlier today, and they have been given the green light to play that game um, at home, which as we know, La Center Community stadium is grass and so given the the weather the last few days we're going to see if it's going to hold up so i predict that game will be um quite muddy um probably by about halftime on friday all right Uh, another team in the 1a that uh you know again i hope these kids really just sort of soak it all in because it is the first time that seton catholic has ever made the the state playoffs uh congratulations to the cougars they're you know one of the best 16 programs in the in the state and they go up to kings which obviously that's a tough draw kings uh, a private academy in shoreline but uh, maybe known more as a basketball school but uh, uh definitely one with some rich athletic tradition at the at the 1a level but uh yeah seton catholic they're no pushover no no and don't be surprised if we see an upset i think that's a great matchup uh for the cougars and uh you know we see some 12 five upsets in the NCAA tournament. Don't, don't yeah. be surprised if that's uh, that's an upset. Keep your keep your eye on that game for sure. Well, and we, we can't uh, leave without talking about Mountain View, our, our 3A Greater St. Helens League champion. I have to say, I, I, I got a little bit of heat from uh, the Mountain View peanut section, uh, peanut gallery. Uh, there's a, uh, I said something at the end of, or in last week's podcast that, you uh, uh, 
yeah, you've had a great regular season. You're eight and one. You you go undefeated through the three or St. Helens League, but you needed that week 10 win to really put the mark of legitimacy on what you've accomplished this season, because I'm sorry, you might disagree, but uh, I think, I, I don't think anyone would be happy with going eight and one in the regular season and then losing in week 10. I think an eight and one regular season means that you're thinking that you got to, you got to get the job done on week 10 and make it to the state playoffs proper. Well, kudos to Mountain View. You did it. You, you, you got to win against a, you know, a quality Edmonds Woodway opponent or Edmonds Woodway uh, that, and um, uh, took care of business at home. You're in the state playoffs. Uh, everything is legitimized for you, Thunder. Uh, there's uh, you know, no one could take away what, what you guys have done this season with some of the uncertainty and the questions about depth at certain positions. You've only gone and won nine games in a row. So definitely I, I think, Regardless of what happens in um, Mountain View's first round matchup, uh, this is a season that the the Thunder can look at with immense pride. I think the one thing that surprised me, I was surprised that the Thunder got a 12 seed. I know that the 3A is is loaded at the top. We all know about Yelm and O'Day and Eastside Catholic and whatnot. But the 12 seed, I know the Thunder can't be happy with a 12. I was a little surprised they got a 12, but... Uh, that was, uh, was a tough draw for Mountain View, no question. Yeah, I think any draw in the, the 3A, like you said, you're you're going to run into a juggernaut uh, sooner than than later. Right. And, yep. and that's uh, it just happened kind of to come a little bit on the sooner side <laughs> for Mountain View. And we can't forget about Washougal. Washougal, the runner-up in the 2A Growers St. Helens League, they draw Ording. Ording, as you know, that's uh, right at the base of Mount Rainier. So they uh, hopefully will get some good weather up there and some great views. But they also play some pretty darn good football up there. But uh, I think Washougal, obviously, with what they can do on offense and how they've been resurgent on defense, they're a pretty dangerous number 10 seed. I think so. I think Ording coming in as a number seven seed, maybe a little bit of a, a higher seed given kind of their resume, but they're only lost coming against a very quality Enumclaw team. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, can't wait. But anyway, we are here. It is the, the state playoffs proper. Final 16 teams. Local schools looking for that coveted quarterfinal berth. And uh, circling back, great that Woodland, that the community stepped up if, you know, to prevent what would have been a real unfortunate situation if they had had to really rough it on an occasion that should be a once-in-a-lifetime a memory for these athletes that put in so many you know, hard weeks and hours of work. Uh, great to see the community rally, really. And that kind of goes back to the theme I circle back to again, that high High school sports at their best are a reflection of the best elements of our community. Be sure to follow us all week at 360preps.com this Friday, this Saturday. We'll also, yeah, I'm going over to Yakima for the 2A1A volleyball tournament. We'll have girls soccer to cover. We'll have the state swimming meet. And then, of course, we'll have football. So we'll, we will see you later.